When you feel so tired but you can't sleep, stuck in rivers. The world's prettiest song. And the tears come streaming down your face. This is a given. Yeah, this one's easy, but it's so funny. I'm like still trying to think of the artist's name. I, I know it's Fix You. Hold on. <laughs> this is an early Christmas gift. I know. It's like. I, I can only think of Grey's Anatomy when I'm thinking about this. Yeah, or, or America's Got Talent. <laughs> no, never. X, X Factor? Man, every time someone had a hard upbringing, it's like, and then there I was, singing on stage. And then it goes Fix like this. Fix Coldplay. You're going to Hollywood! That's funny. <laughs> Would you Fix You by Coldplay? That's it. Awesome. Nailed God. it. Nailed it. Nice job. Oh, I'm telling you, it's it's got to be one of the uh, the most pretty songs ever made guys it's episode 43 Ooh. and that's a lot we're almost at 50 man jeez and that's my third correct guess well my first actual full correct guess <laughs> yeah what were the other ones uh steven's song not adam's song <laughs> that's not <laughs> a guess correct at all i know <laughs> and um <laughs> steven's uh i don't know beck oh beck yeah yeah the Still famous beck which it is very controversial in this in this <laughs> podcasting room yeah um why did I pick Fix You? Oh, because of today's topic, of course. And that wasn't a terrible segue. I actually forgot why I picked it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so today we're talking about constructive criticism. Ooh. You know? Which we, we all love and hate. We might not even do a catch-up. We might just get straight to the point because that's one of the tips. Well, oh yeah, we did we miss an episode? Do we need a catch-up? No. No, we have not missed an episode. We technically, yeah, we already caught up. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess on our week. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, what did you, you know do? That, the hello, hey, how are you? Yeah, I'm all, I haven't seen you in forever. Yeah, it's confusing. You know, people still think I'm in Switzerland. but You know, it's because your story. So uh, if yeah. you guys follow Mar on uh, Instagram, man, the, these these headphones do a delay. They totally mess with like how I'm talking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Amar went to Europe, mm. right? Mm -hmm. It was like... It, it wasn't spur of the moment, but it seemed like there was elements of... Spurness. Spurness. It, yeah, no. It was like standby. We didn't know what we're going to do exactly, but we had some plans. And those looked, some plans fell through, but it's okay. It looked unreal. Unreal, your trip. Yeah. But anyways, he, he posted it after he got home. Like, he'll go on the trip. You get the material, yeah. and then when you get home, it's like, hey, guys, going on my trip. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, the best way, man. You know, I, I got called out for, you know, obviously, yeah, it seems a little fake that uh, I'm posting about it, you know, a week after or whatever. But it's perfect because, you know, I still get to maintain being in the moment, taking the videos, whatever, because the shitty part about taking social media videos is like the captioning and how is yeah. it going to tell a story and does yeah. this fit the in? The filter. The filters, all that stuff, right? So true. Um, what I what I like about this is like I stay in the moment, especially when like traveling with Luai, you know, he doesn't, you know. Luai's his buddy. Yeah. Best we, friend. Oh, we went to high. What did you just say? Best friend. Whoa. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, uh, great guy. Love him to death. He's a brother. Oh, but, but there it is. But in social media wise, you know, he's not the uh, most appreciative of uh, social media. And not everyone should be, you know, like he, he's one of those guys that, you know, likes it, the uh, the good it, old days. Where hey, people yeah. can just enjoy the moment, you know? Okay, I'm with you on that, enjoying the moment. But the good old days, if it's referencing, 
kind of like pushing away social media, yeah. it's a, it's a you're a, it's a losing battle. There will come a day that it is almost a requirement for your job position. For sure. Uh, it's the new way. We either support it or you fall behind. You become a dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, no. And he believes in the new way. And he believes in businesses should do it and whatever. And he believes that I have to do social media for me to feel happy, things like that. Yeah. But I think we found not even a happy medium, but we found a a compromise that is not even in the middle. It maximizes our time together really well. And it also maximizes my ability to tell the story. Okay, so did really you well. guys... You guys have a fight or something? It sounds like there's an undertone here. No, there's no undertone. I love them. Well, no, no I know you guys love, them, but what was the, what was the? You said you guys came to an agreement. No, th- this agreement hasn't come like just this trip. It's like uh, you know, I know, I don't know when I'm going out to eat with Luai, right? I take a lot of food pictures. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'm okay with him digging into food right away. You know, there's a lot of people that will like. Hold people back oh, from digging in. Oh, I got in. you. I thought it was more like he's like, no, I don't want to be on. No, video. no, no. So I'm completely happy with, you know, yo, go in, dig in. I like when people are eating their food. Those are the type of food pictures I like anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. It was great. It was perfect. And, Good. you know. It looks freaking unreal, man. There's you one- saw that nipple Switzerland thing that I was talking oh, about. It's like a I mountain. Did, yeah, it was actually nice as hell. And then oh. there was a this scene where... You're like Luai was in the hot tub, and I was like, "This looks so chill." Oh my! It was God. like sunset in the mountains with a hot tub. Oh my gosh! I cried. I literally cried. I literally felt. I was gonna post this. But I was like, "This might come off bad," but I literally felt like an old rich white man. <laughs> in that, like I, for a moment, I felt the need to have a cabin like this and just reflect. Yeah, it is kind of therapeutic. Oh, did you have any good ideas when you came back? Yeah. You gonna share them or no? Because <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> no, I, I did. I, I, did. I had a few great ideas. I didn't jot all the ideas down because I feel those, like those therapeutic trips are kind of like ah, I feel so refreshed. Oh, that's exactly what I you know. Anyway, anyways, let's go. Uh, so this actually, this episode was inspired by your brother, mm-hmm. Sinan. Yes. Yeah. That's a hard name to remember. Yeah. Well, no, it's, it's a, a cool ass name. It's I an remember, easy name, but it's easy when you said it because I'm like Sinan. That sounds like a cool like 007, like yeah, I yeah. want to be Sinan. That's how you say it. <laughs> 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 this is my son Amar, this is my other son Sinan. <laughs> uh so he, he actually said that doing constructive criticism yeah. is a good topic. So we took his uh yeah. His advice. My brother, shout outs to him. He works as an engineer and he focuses on continuous improvement, right? So that's like literally his job is to make sure things, processes, people are yeah. continually improving yeah. on it. And so, uh, yeah, I guess constructive criticism. I hope we can do it justice. Uh, I'm going to be talking about how to give the advice. And I'm going to be talking about how to get the advice because it is a two-way street. Yeah. It, it's sometimes it can be very hard to give advice or constructive criticism because a lot of people wonder, is it my place? Yeah. Do I have the right position? Do I have enough skill set to even be talking like this? And from my idea, it's constructive criticism. It doesn't come from necessarily a, a system of uh, expertise. Mm-hmm. It could come from logic or being realistic in a situation where if you're talking to a dreamer, oftentimes they need someone to be realistic with them and yeah, but not a dream killer. You know, it's such a fine line. It's true of where it lies. Anyways, I'll also be, yeah, I'll be covering how to take it, which is equally as hard as giving because a lot of us take offense. Yeah. Super easy. 
on top of your point of like the, you know, you don't need to be an expert. A lot of times you might be the expert in your own sense, but someone else can be an expert in something else. So let's say for you, you might be an expert of how to make a YouTube video. Right. 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 But I might be an expert of how to consume a YouTube video and what yep. I would like to see. Yep. True. And there's a gap there that, you know, constructive criticism will fill in. As long as it doesn't come into opinion. Yes. Because let's say I make a YouTube video and you come and say, hey, Dan, I really didn't like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Perfect example. Last night, I get a text from my editor. Mm. Keep in mind, guys, my editor lives overseas. I get a text from him and I felt bad, actually, because... In my recent video, I, I mentioned my editor. I talked about my editor. I said, hey, sorry, my editor's got a lot of work. So naturally, it shines a light on the editing. Mm. And a lot of people, well, not a lot, but well, a lot of people are like, I love this. This is your funniest video. It's the best. I love your new editor. He's hilarious. But then there were some comments that were like, I'm not feeling this edit. I don't like the editor. This is a different style. It doesn't seem genuine. Yeah. And he texted me saying, hey, man, I saw these comments. Should I be concerned? And so I told him, I said, look, man, these are opinions. And YouTube, as I mentioned in that video that he edited, you can never win. Yeah. So I said, let me worry about the comments. I'm, I've hired you for your editing style, your humor. It's obviously worked so far. Keep it going. Uh, and, and please do not get caught up on what people are saying. And you've had 10-year training, you know? Right. He... And that's why it's a slippery slope because I see him and I'm like, oh, no. I know bad this hurts for the first time because you take it so personally. Yeah. Uh, but I'm like, look, man, this is not about you. Like, let me take the heat. Yeah. You know? Because I can, I've been through the fire. I can handle it at this point. Whereas him, I don't know. He's going to write like subliminal messages in the videos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Backwards guys, saying. Man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what are they, what are you, what are they saying? All about? right. So uh, my article is from Forbes.com. Um, I'm going to freestyle a bit before I get into the Forbes thing with my number one tip. Okay. okay? Yeah. Is... Make sure you set the scene and make sure the setting is right. Um, so, a few cultures overseas, what they do um, is they go into a sauna, let's say. Weird example. <laughs> okay, this is very different. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they'll slap each other on the back with a towel, with their hands, whatever. Right? And it feels so good to be slapped by a towel or by a hand. I know it's weird. I know we're all cringing. Oh, no, I'm just <laughs> waiting for the BDSM side of things to come out. And then what you do is you grab his ass. <laughs> just reach under. <laughs> and whisper your criticism. <laughs> so it feels really good because your body is, it's hot enough, it's sweating, it's all that. And it's a really good feeling when someone slaps you, right? You can come back. Yeah, go on. What, is, what does that mean? I got you. <laughs> it's a really good feeling when someone slaps you? Yeah, like in the sauna. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never been slapped in the Search sauna. Search it up, boys and girls. Actually. Yeah, it's like a real thing. Why? I don't know. I guess just like the blood rushing, the 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 because your body's hot, yeah, because is, you're sweating. It this just, isn't about constructive criticism. It's, it's, hold on. <laughs> this is about your kink, man. This is the wrong type of podcast. <laughs> you guys are all hostage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've cornered you. This is a podcast. I feel about. like I cornered you guys. <laughs> yeah, man. This is bizarre. Okay, so I'll take it. Um, however, you know, the next day you show up at work. If someone slaps you across the back with a towel or with a hand, yeah, it might not feel good. And what I'm trying to say right. here is the setting and the scene yeah. matters, you know. Uh, your emotions going into this matters. Your yeah. feelings, both sides, matters. Okay. Um, so if you're ever going to give constructive criticism, make sure you're not going there 
with any emotions that might jade you about the person. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I imagine also what you're getting at too is don't piggyback constructive criticism after a fight or a disagreement. Yeah. For example, if you and I did a podcast on debating, mm-hmm. and after the podcast, I said, you know, Amar, you, you kind of, it was a lot. That's it. Well, that's kind of stupid because that's coming from a piece of anger, you know, inside. So I think also to touch on that, it's still situ- fresh. Yeah. It's situational. Uh, it's tough because it has to be relatable. It has to be on topic too. You don't want to just be like, hey, man, I feel good. Okay. Anyway, and then get into it, you know, He's like to my kink now. I yeah. <laughs> Man, my building has a sauna. I'm in. <laughs> Let's pop by there after this. Yeah. Okay. Keep going with this. Um, so building on top of that is focus on the behavior itself and not the person. Right. So if I yes. mess up a report and yes. I have to give this report to you, right. Mm-hmm. Um, focus on the actual behavior not the person. 100%. Right? And that comes from anger about the person or whatever. Um, and also focus on how to change. You know, uh, a lot of people with constructive criticism, um, trying to pick a good example here, but it's like they always focus on the fault itself, the problem itself, right? It's like, hey, you didn't include this in the report. You didn't include this in the report. You didn't include this in the report. Yeah. Okay, but like the better way is to say, I feel that if you had included um, XYZ, right, this report would have been better. There's a contradiction here, not with what you said, but with what people say. I've been told when writing emails or business proposals, anything, you never say I feel or I think or I believe. They they tell you to be more confident in your typing. This uh, study or whatever, you know, like, like, don't leave it up to interpretation of emotion because mm-hmm. emotion is blended with opinion a lot of the time. And people don't take it as serious because they're like, well, that's what you think, you know? It's true. On your side of, like, taking the criticism, um, you'd be like, okay, well, whatever, bro. That's what you feel, you know? That, like, you might just dismiss it as that. Is that what you're saying? That, well, that's why I think people might say if you are too gentle with it at the same time. Yeah. You know? Well, that's the thing. I there's getting to the point and not fluffing things, right? Yeah. Which is definitely a tactic is to just get to the point right away. To not dance around it, just get to the point. Right. But also, and I know sometimes when you say, I feel, or do you think perhaps it kind of softens the point that you're trying to make? Yeah. Right? You're, it's not so objective. Right. Right? It's more subjective. Uh, but I don't know. A few articles, a few studies show that it's a lot of, a lot of, you know, using language like "I, I think this," you know, "I think that." It's like you're giving interpret, you're giving room for negotiation, and that's fine. Right. You know. Right. Um, so let's say for the Forbes article itself, um, you know, it would say, "Sorry, give me a second here." Yeah, use "I" languages like. I have noticed. I'm concerned about rather than you messages like you always. Right, or right. You yeah, because one is very attacky by saying you. It's like yeah. you, you're taking all of this blame. I'm putting it on you. But if you say I, it's like I am trying to lightly give you some just so you know. I'll hold on to the, the outcome, but you just, I want you to know. Yeah. I think you've made a good point about soft language of like, you know, 
uh, do you think maybe, or I think maybe mm -hmm. this, but it's like when you say I am concerned, yeah, it's pretty direct. Yeah, absolutely. It's me. Yeah. And this is how your report has come yeah. across to me. Yeah. I, right. yeah, exactly. So uh, with that, I guess the bigger theme there is showing respect and staying objective. Yep. Right. So yep. you're showing respect to them by not putting everything on them. But you're also objective and there's no room for that negotiation. You're not being subjective. It's not your feelings or whatever. This is how it this report has come across. Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. uh, staying objective and showing respect. Um, also, when, when you're talking about behavior. Right. Because we said you know, focus on the behavior. Don't just tell them the behavior that they're doing. That's bad. But also showing them um the impact that that behavior has and the actions that they can take to to correct the behavior right if someone has yeah. come in late right i could say to you oh you've been coming in late at you know 10 a.m every day you might think okay well like so has janice and who cares like it's just it's just one hour late and i stay i stay back an hour so it doesn't matter right right so We've talked about the behavior, but you don't believe the behavior is wrong because I haven't shown you the impact that, that behavior ah, has. Yes. Okay. It's like I, I, I know you know everyone else is coming in late, but I came in at 9 a.m. to have a meeting with you at 9 a.m. and I expected you to be there at 9 a.m. So now I've come in an hour early, yeah. and you're not there, and that has impact. And this is how interesting. That's great. This, this is how we should fix it. Yeah, because I think if you were to just say, "Hey, you're coming in late," that's just pointing out a problem mm -hmm. when have you ever pointed out a problem and it was fixed like you have to suggest what they should do like what do you want them to do don't just assume yeah you know like nothing's more awkward than when you're at a, a restaurant okay and you're just like this soup is cold and they're kind of like well i'm sorry well it's awkward if you said this soup is cold could you maybe bring a new one or could you maybe warm this up or something it offers a less awkward moment after i feel it's true you know um, um Next topic or next like big uh, theme yeah. in this whole thing. Again, it, these are 15 kind of things, but I, I've broken them down into themes. Um, next theme is don't burn a bridge, build a bridge, right? So um, with that, you know, a lot of people, they don't like to give constructive criticism because yeah. they feel like, you know, that let's say if I give you constructive criticism, we're coming up with podcast topic ideas, things like that. I might refrain from saying, no, that's a bad idea because I feel like I'm burning a bridge with you. And that's also the first rule of brainstorming is to never shoot down someone's idea. Yeah. The amount of ideas I've had that have evolved because of large imaginations that I surround myself with is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, look at our, look at our podcast. We haven't said no to any sort of idea or topic or interview and it's kind of folded or, or made its way into what it is today. It's true. Um, 100%. If ever I have a brainstorm session, if anybody ever says, bad idea, that's stupid, that'll never work, <laughs> I would be like, you need to leave. Because yeah. that is the most cancerous thing when it comes to evolving. Yeah. Is setting up these walls and these barriers of, no, 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 no. Why not? Like, that's that's literally, why not? It's true. Like and it shuts everyone off. Exactly. Like, uh, hey, Amar, we should do a podcast from the moon. Of course that is super unrealistic, but... For me to say that'll never happen, 
It's a terrible idea. Maybe what will evolve from that is we go to a set that looks like a moon. We meet somebody, you know, like yeah, yeah. life happens in such a funny, interesting way that to say no. Anyways, this is this is a different topic. No, but we've mentioned it before uh, how like with improvisers, one of their rules is always to not say no. Right. Yeah. Is to Take instead the say yes and, right? Or yes, but mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, with this whole build a bridge, don't burn a bridge, know that when you're giving the criticism, you're actually building a bridge. And focus on that part of the criticism is that that when I'm honest with you, Dan, you're more likely to be honest with me back, right? And when I'm honest with you, it strengthens our relationship to come up with better ideas, stronger ideas, uh, and ways that we can improve on this podcast, let's say. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, it maintains a collaborative communication. Uh, if a colleague brings up an idea and you disagree with it, don't shoot the idea down. Um, sorry, you were saying. Yeah. Uh, no, but that's that's true. Like the whole honesty thing. When someone comes to me for criticism in my industry, because it's such a creative industry and there's so many different paths you can take, I'm skeptical at first. But and this will get into more like the topics about how to take it for sure. But I've recently stopped and thought, okay, where is this coming from? Is there logic there? Could it possibly work? Instead of shooting down constructive criticism as that's not true, that's what do they know? Yeah. This is where on the flip side, taking it, you should also build a bridge by saying, that's interesting. I didn't even think of that. Okay. Maybe, well, I'll put that in the back of my head. It's when, like on YouTube, when you have too many conflicting criticisms coming your way to build a... To build a, a baseline is very difficult because in this industry, you'll never please everyone. I get a new editor. People love him. Someone literally in my last video said it was the funniest video I've ever made. Two comments later, someone said, you know, I really don't like this editing. <laughs> it's such a contrast, yeah. you know, like it's so hard to take criticism in that way. I think the best way, me personally, because I am so bad, I will admit this is one of my largest weaknesses in uh, my current day mm-hmm. is uh, confronting and speaking my mind. Mm-hmm. If there's an issue, man, it'll go one step, two step, three step, four steps further before I actually address it in some way. Instead of saying, no, you know what, Amar, I'm not actually comfortable with that. I don't like that. No, you know, instead of just getting up, to, yeah, getting to it right away, I kind of let it and it's like, no, this or that fear sets in and I'm like, let it, let it fade itself. Right. Yeah. Um, well, that's not a bad way to do it either, by the way. It's sometimes you've got to let, you got to get other people the breathing room to kind of correct themselves. You, you show them, Before you yeah. micromanage. Because, yeah, if you get to them on every single thing right away. You'll lose respect. You'll lose respect and it gets very micromanagement very fast. Well, it's not how you build trust either. Exactly. If I'm going to hire you for a job and everything you do, I'm going to be like, wrong, 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 wrong. You'll never... You'll the first off the brand will never evolve. Yeah. Um, but also you're never gonna build trust that you feel value in that position because you're always doing something wrong. Nothing's sure. ever enough. I'll tell you uh, when I was in um LA for the Chargers game with the NFL, we took a Uber and I can't I we took an Uber from the hotel to where the Chargers play. And we were asking questions. We were super excited, me and my cousin Jeremy. It was like one of our first NFL games for sure for him. 
And this driver was kind of like, you're going to the Chargers or what? A, that's like a high school stadium. And I just kept hearing negative, negative. And it was his way of showing that he has knowledge. Yeah. He thought, maybe if I'm negative or I criticize everything about this, criticism equals experience. Or criticism equals I'm the smartest person in the room. It's not the case. No. The amount of events I've gone to where you'll have someone criticizing everything as if they're the be-all, end-all. Yeah, like we've heard topic. at restaurants like, oh, that's not real sushi. Real yeah. sushi yeah. is blah, blah, blah. You got to go to the, the mountains of Japan. It's like, <laughs> shut up, man. Yeah. This is sushi for most of us. Let it go. In fact, you just look like a dumbass yeah. if you're going to do that. People at the gym, you, you talk to a vegan or a CrossFitter. I'm sorry, but they are the most vocal people about these things that will bust out facts that are skewed or aggressive. And you're just kind of like, do you feel smarter now? Do you feel better that you've criticized everything about what I do currently? Mm. I'm lifting weights wrong. I'm eating the wrong types of food. Does that make you feel, do you feel smarter? Yeah. You know, like criticism is often abused because it's a way of people showing their intelligence. And it's like so garbage, man. And it that, burns bridges. And instead, in that case, you know, it burns bridges. And shout outs to the new wave of vegans who are now, you know, I'll let you do you. I'm going to do me. I'm going to tell you what I think. Uh, I think Russell Brand had a sick podcast with Joe Rogan. He's got a, he's got his own great I stuff. love him, man. Russell uh, Brand is so underrated with his intelligence. Yeah. Like he's got a YouTube channel now. And I'm like, man, he speaks. He is out there. But when you actually pause it and kind of break down what he just said, you're like, wow. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and him and Joe just kind of talked. Joe's a hunter. Mm-hmm. Russell Brand is a vegan. Yeah. And they had such a good educated conversation. You know, he's like, I'm a vegan. I'm not going to tell you this, this, that. But uh, this is just how I think. But and that's such a mature relationship oh, with it's it. it's perfect. Like, maturity in any sense is respected to the highest degree. If you're yeah. somebody out there, and this is a side rabbit hole topic, if you want respect... You have to have maturity. And that doesn't come in the form of, hey, I'm going to tell a dick joke or a fart joke. Maturity can come in the form of responsibility mm-hmm. and having a conversation, conversational maturity, which is like, uh, I'm not going to force anything. When you force something, you're trying to put someone in a mold that they might not fit in. Yeah. It's like if someone has come out and you're just like, no, you're not gay. You're not. What does that do? <laughs> they just said how they feel and you're going to like tell them no, you know? Yeah, like they're so vulnerable. They're so, they've risked it all to come up to you. Yeah, and, and you, you have the balls to say, that's not true. So for a vegan, man, we were once at a restaurant and my friend stayed over with his girlfriend. He's like, uh, oh, we're vegan though. We're vegan. I'm like, yeah, no problem. I was like, as long as like you don't like force it on me. It's sort of like a joke because we mm-hmm. have that relationship. No, no, not at all. And in fact, she's not like that at all. So we go to a restaurant He's just, you know, if you want to kill animals, you kill animals, yeah. whatever. <laughs> he goes to the bathroom, I guess, <laughs> to wash his hands or something. And um, I order and she goes, so like, no, like I mean, the, just out of curiosity. Okay. Like, why did you get a burger? Because like they have plant-based ones. Why did you get like a meat one? I'm just like, holy shit, man. You told me she wasn't like this. And the re- I'm telling you, almost the entire dinner was like, are you serious? Chickens? Do you know how bad chickens are treated? I'm like, this literally is like, um, like you went to jail. And like the bad, good cop, bad cop. I was like, yeah, don't, don't worry. We're not going to talk yeah. about anything that will incriminate you. I'm just going to go to the washroom. And then uh, bad cop takes over. In my opinion, man, like this is coming from Dan Roto. So don't get offended. Do whatever you want with it. But vegan food to me mm. is the blandest, most awful stuff. And I know what you guys are saying. No, you haven't had the right stuff. You got to have the supplement. They've got real. I'm like, no, I'm sorry. 
Toronto has some really good vegan restaurants. On that weekend, I went to four. Yeah. I had breakfast at two, lunch at one, and dinner at one. They were all cardboard nasty. <laughs> I will say one of them had egg, and the yolk was incredibly realistic texture-wise. Oh, an egg yolk. This it was the like chef like was known for this. He wouldn't share the secret. Damn. The egg yolk, it wasn't real egg, but he made like a dippable yolk. It was amazing texture. <laughs> Taste? I'm sorry. Vegan food at this point in time in 2019, this could change. So don't like sound clip this. But vegan food currently yeah. is way too raw and like <laughs> flavorless. I love how You've rabbit holed all the way down to just like all against veganism. But the, no, I, you know what? Right. I think, hey man, I think you struck a nerve when you when you started like no, I evidently did. And I'm, yeah, I'm triggered. I'm triggered. It's just I respect people that respect people. Yeah, and that comes in many forms. If you respect my choices to eat meat or to lift the gym like this, that's fine. Constructive criticism is a big thing in the gym. Mm. Do you know how many times women, I've got friends that are girls that have said like, oh, I'll be at the gym and a guy will come up and start correcting my form for no reason. And I'm like, guys, if that's your form of, of hitting on a girl by saying, hey, like you should really straighten your back or maybe like bend down a little bit. It's like, what an awful way. Yeah. Go in, knock them down a peg, say what they're doing is wrong and then try to be a hero and say, I'll help you. Yeah. You like, know, like, like yeah. Uh, I've, I'm sorry. I'm pulling this like all no, kinds you, of rabbit holes. <laughs> um, I could still bring it back. Don't even worry. <laughs> you see, is, there, is there more? Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, regarding this whole building a bridge thing, um, start with what is working, right? Mm. Uh, so I, I think um, we have a notion that this we were fed this whole positive, negative f sandwich thing. Of like, if you're going to give criticism, start with something positive, do something negative, and then end it with something positive, which works. But now in the new age, people see through that shit so fast because of the word, but yeah, hey, I really like your shirt, but, and then listen, I, I've had this conversation so much in the past year where I'm like, you, you give compliments every single time it's followed by a, but, and you exactly. realize like an apology. Yeah. We were like, Hey, Amar, I'm sorry, but you know what? You shouldn't have done it. That's it. Everything before the word but is nulled. It, like, it has zero value because you just shit all over it by saying but. Yeah, and, and we know it's coming. Like, even when I was talking nice things about Lua, you're like, but? And I was Cause like... Because there is a, a uniform way of saying it. It's like, no, we had a great time. Like, <laughs> like even the, the dialect, right? Yeah. No, no, it was fun. No, it was great. But... <laughs> so, start with something that is working. And if nothing is working, it's all good to not start with something po uh, positive. Like, it's better than being fake and yeah. telling them, well, first of all, I like your shirt. You know, it's a great shirt. <laughs> Very work appropriate. But your work performance is But shit. the support sucks. You know what I mean? But your so, shoes, though, are nice. <laughs> yeah. So don't worry about this whole positive, negative sandwich thing. Uh, yes, it works. But it only works if you're being authentic with everything. And uh, there's no set way to do it. It's not like one negative one one okay it's just I all agree. one positive thing like, which is i'm giving you criticism and that's positive and you know talking about taking in responsibility things like that you were saying before it's all good to be like hey i made a mistake 
five years ago that you know like kind of taking that responsibility when you're giving the criticism mm -hmm. saying hey i've made the mistake of xyz um and you know i just don't want you to make the same mistake uh that's also kind of fluffy one though too like sure. you know, like listen i made the mistake i don't want you to do the same thing like i think you you're right it doesn't have to be a sandwich yeah it could be a pizza oh here we go okay <clears throat> Let's begin. <laughs> the reason I say pizza or why it's not a sandwich because sandwich is compliment, criticism, compliment. Yeah. A pizza could be criticism, compliment. There's no problem with commenting after the fact. If if someone is sensitive. Oh, you're saying, sorry, you're saying the, the compliment is the cheese. Yeah. No, okay. no, 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 no. I'm saying the criticism is like the good stuff. The criticism is the effective stuff. The meat, the, the cheese, toppings. the sauce, everything. Okay. The bread could then be just something else, okay. right? I, I thought you were going to say like slices and stuff. I basically just took a sandwich, took the top off, and my That's finger it. pizza was close. That's an open face sandwich. Yeah. So basically, if you were to hit me with criticism... Mm -hmm. That's fine. I, I, I'll do it. But some people are sensitive and some people get their feelings hurt. And so in that, I say, when you give criticism for a second before you do it, think of how you would feel because that'll help you lighten it up a bit. Because some people are just like, hey, you really messed up the job. If it weren't for you, we would have locked down the deal. Well, that, that you're, you're making someone feel bad. Yeah. Constructive criticism isn't to make someone feel bad, but to make someone feel understood. So- yeah. Someone messes up. You don't go, that was garbage. It's all your fault. That's not going to fix anything. That That's goes it. to your bridge thing. But to say, you know, there was a mistake here. This is how the mistake happened. Mm -hmm. And then maybe if there's any ownership, take some. I Maybe, you know, maybe it's my bad if the, if uh, I felt like you couldn't come to me. Yeah. But we together, we can't make sure this won't happen again. It's true. Right? And, um, and this whole sandwich thing, what I was trying to get at is that Stop thinking of it as a negative thing. Stop thinking that it's positive first, then negative, then positive. Because you giving the criticism is not negative. Unless you say it in a shitty way and it comes out negative. Right. right. So right. focus on how to make your criticism something that strengthens and builds bridges rather than burns them down. Well, because criticism has this, this feeling or vibe about it that it is negative in tone. Right. Yeah. Like you're criticizing me. All you do is criticize me. Criticism, the actual relationship you should have with it is uh, more like building. Mm. Like, you don't tear down what you have. Build up through education honesty. and honesty. And, and really, proper criticism should not be in the form of, you did this, this is why it sucks, and this is why it's wrong. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you could say this is why it's wrong, but you have to say, we can do this together, your mistake was like maybe shine the mistake, but then lighten it up. Like I could see why it happened, right? Yeah. So I guess that gets into how to take it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, number one is stop your first reaction, mm -hmm. which is huge. We all want to attack and jump and defend because we take it as if it's a slight in our name. Whoa, you said that I, whoa, I, I messed up. What about you? Stop for literally two breaths and just, just be like, okay. Let it let let the criticism air out. Let it feel it. Yeah, feel it. If it's really a hypocritical statement, it, at least two breaths gives you enough time to take the edge off the explosiveness. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you still get to hear it out. You know. And you still get to hear where they're coming from. Yeah. If I were to say, Amar, um, we could have this this television screen roll in here, and I could show you criticism from all 
people you've met, all your friends, would you want to see it? I would. You would? So when you when you're watching it, would you take what they're saying as truth, fact? Uh, well, that's a very good point because that's one huge part of it is is asking the person, "Hey, would you like me to be honest or?" But it, but it, would you like me to be direct? Would but, you like yeah, me but to? Yeah, but this is the problem. It comes all of this yeah. comes from perspective and their relationship. You. You could be having a bad day. Yeah. You, you just worked. Someone was gave you an awful experience, and you meet up with a buddy, Luai. Mm -hmm. And maybe this is one of the first times you guys hang out, and you are already in an aggressive state. Luai now has developed this idea that Amar is, he gets testy. He's a little mm -hmm. bit wishy-washy. You never know what you're going to get with him. Okay, that's now a stream of criticism that he's developed or an opinion that is now growing around him. Yeah. And then you're, you're super friendly with another friend. You know... All of this is criticism doesn't ever mean fact yeah, or truth. Context has a lot to do with it. Everything. You have to look at what it is. So stop your first reaction and try to analyze, okay, is this person bitter because I got the job promotion? Mm -hmm. No. Uh, is there truth here? Honestly, like take ownership. Is there any truth to what they're saying? Yeah. Did you mess up? Did you honestly stay up too late that one night and you were tired for the meeting so you wouldn't perform the best? Take your shit too. Don't like nothing's worse than trying to talk to someone going, it wasn't me, you know, it wasn't like that. <laughs> yeah. Because let's talk about just like the mic thing. Yeah. When that happened, you never once said me not plugging in the microphone oh, completely yeah. and ruining two of Dan's videos. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. That's pretty much, <laughs> I guess the, the context of it yeah. was just, there's two slots in the camera and Amar just plugged it into the wrong slot. Yeah. Super easy mistake to make because they're, just two different colors, but same slot, yeah. Yeah. you know? So, but when, when it happened, it was more like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, you're right. And I wasn't going to be like, yo, you suck. Mm -hmm. You're the worst. Obviously there's a lot of frustration. Yeah. And thanks for not doing the positive sandwich. Cause you could have been like, well, look, first of all, at least you plugged it in. <laughs> yeah. To, to yeah. A hole. It's just the wrong hole. Because that's, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you have to, tell the person in a way that they'll be able to absorb it as okay i can still move on there's still a future here yeah well, well that's the thing you just got to use your emotional intelligence right you gotta you gotta use it whether you're taking in the uh the criticism or giving the criticism yeah you gotta take in your emotional intelligence you know is this and and sometimes a lot of times if you're giving me criticism me taking it it's also up to me to kind of show you my side of the story Right. Like, I got to say, hey, I know you think, you know, okay, it's one thing to be late for something, right? Right. But if I tell you, hey, I was late because I had to drop off the kids and they were throwing a tantrum and, yep. you know, X, Y, Z, like, you seeing that side of the story it, helps. Yeah. Okay, but that that brings us into excuses. Like, yep. you're right. King of it. If that <laughs> If that's the truth... That might play a role. But I think the last person someone wants to hear in a situation of mistakes is excuses. Like, if you made a mistake, yeah. if you are wrong, all of this could be avoided by saying, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I would love to hear how it affected you. And I apologize. But don't ever pawn off your mistakes onto other things like, there was traffic, the weather. Yeah. All of that is, that's not their, they don't care. 
They care it's that true. you weren't there on time for, for that situation, right? I, yeah, I think excuses suck, but sometimes you got to showcase the circumstance that was mm. there. You know what I mean? And, and you, me giving the criticism, I should ask for the circumstance that you were Why? In. Yeah, like, why were you late, you know? Yeah. Um, okay, remember the benefit of getting feedback. Mm-hmm. That is technically a gift. Nothing's worse than having everyone around you say how bad of a job you're doing and you never being told and then later finding out. To have someone be honest and open uh, to, to try in an honest way to improve your skills is a gift. Yeah, you got to be grateful for it. You do. I think, yeah, you should take it for what it is. Like, whenever I get a comment or an opinion, I'll always plug it in Am I grateful for this one? Is this just hate? Is this just a troll? You know? And there are times where I'm like, this is actually great feedback. It's great feedback because they're like, I love this. I love your video and stuff. But this is why it's not working for me. Awesome. That is super helpful. And that is a gift you can give someone. Yeah. To better understand how they can improve themselves. Yeah. Um, That's a, that's a, that's a, a space you need to be in it's a healthy space to just kind of yeah have that gratitude that you know what dan is kind of risking it all he's being vulnerable enough to risk this friendship or whatever to come up to me and say something very honest right and it's so hard to do like like i said that's one of my biggest top weaknesses that i'm working on currently is let's say you did something to piss me off yeah i don't know if i would like unless unless we got into a fight later, I would be open to talk about it. But I'm so sensitive to like I don't want to ruin. I don't want him to think something else, you know. So yeah. I'm not very good at that. And I'll. But take how many water. times have you expressed your opinion and it actually ruined a friendship? Yeah, I no. feel like most times. Yeah, people are grateful for well criticism because and even yeah. though we paint it to be as this negative thing and no one likes criticism, and it's true, no one likes criticism. But if it's coming from a friend, and most times. You know, people are right about the criticism they're giving you. Um, yeah, again, there's opinions and there's varying opinions or whatever, but when they're one-on-one talking to you, it's probably right. There's there's definitely, you need to listen. Yes. You know, it kind of goes back to how if all of your friends think your boyfriend or girlfriend's a dick. Probably a dick. Maybe there's something there worth listening to. You yeah. know what I mean? Like... I don't know, I think I talked about that, like feeling relatively misunderstood by by past relationships. Mm. I felt that. And it's just like when people don't listen, it's the worst form of growth you can have in a friendship relationship because then you're like, one, you're like, you don't trust me. Yeah. And two, you don't value what I have to say if it has an opinion, right? Or if it has concern, room for concern. Um this one says, listen for understanding and say thank you. Um, that could be hard. <laughs> yeah, this one. I don't know how they're saying it, but a lot of times it's like, you got to listen to them and then you got to deem if it's valid or not. You should be, hold on, you should be an expert at this oh, because you, you're on the front lines of customer service a lot of time where I believe most customer service, you're trained to say, hey, I really appreciate that. I'll definitely take it to my boss or... yeah. You're on the front lines of getting criticism. In fact, very angry criticism. Honestly, I think everyone, like, everyone's on the front line. You know what I mean? Like, you're also on the front line. I am, but, but you know, but you, just, we're just different lines, man. Like, yeah, I'm in the front line. 
people that I'm work the, an office job nine to five are in the front line. But I, you're, everyone's in the front line to some degree. But as a flight attendant, yeah, you have the weight of the entire company being put on you because we're angry. Yeah, who am I? Who am I going to mess with? Yeah, Twitter, and, and we spend the most time with you. Yeah, offline. You're the you're the face. If I think of Air Canada, I can't tell you who the CEO is. I can't tell you who the accounting. I can't tell you who sold me my ticket. Yeah, I can tell you who who did my flight. So we associate our anger to the nearest dumping zone we can, and yeah. it's an employee. Who's the nearest employee? A flight attendant. It's true. This sucks, and you have to remain calm and say, "Thanks, I appreciate." And you know, yeah. And I really do think, you know, going back to like being authentic, it's like people see through it right away. So. If you say, okay, thank you. I'm going to tell my manager. Thank you. you. Okay. Yes. Yes. I I, I would explode if you did that. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, you're going to explode. Especially if you don't see me go talk to my manager about it. Right. So just being authentic of saying, I hear you out. I can't do much about this. Or I hear you out. And I'm actually going to go write a report about this. So it doesn't happen to you again. And I'll see what I can do for you as well. Um, Things like that. But it's like. It's yeah, it's it's a weird little balance and everyone knows this. It's like you can't give people that complain too much. Well, if you don't like if I'm like, "Oh, you complained, you get to go to business class." It's like everyone would start complaining, you know? You 100%. can't give them that crutch almost to complain more. You have to ask if you feel it's unjust. Yeah. You ask questions to deconstruct the feedback. Okay? So, this in the right way, this could be taken the wrong way, but they say seek specific examples to help you understand the issue. For an example, I was a little frustrated, but can you share when in the meeting you thought I got heated? Mm. Don't be combative. Like, yeah, I was mad, but can do you remember? Like, start doing this like fact checking thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, we all do that in fights. Just point at each other. Back it up. Um, acknowledge the feedback that is not in dispute. So you're right. I did cut him off while he was talking, and I later apologized for that. You know, like own up and show that there was a conclusion made. Try to understand whether this is an isolated issue. For an example, a mistake you made once, or was it multiple times? You could say, have you noticed me getting heated in other meetings? Yeah. It's like, if that's not the, if that's not the norm, then that's an isolated situation, which constructive criticism isn't warranted. Uh, And then look for concrete solutions to address the feedback. I'd love to hear your ideas on how I might handle this differently in the future. But do those all in a non-sarcastic way. <laughs> I was just going to say, that is, it's such, man, it's taking criticism is such a fine balance because it's like, yeah, like, yeah, you should smile and say thank you for even, even, yeah, shitty, yeah. even shitty opinions, you should just smile and say yeah. thank you. But the tone that you say it in, okay, thanks. All right. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, okay, thank you for that. I'll definitely work on that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, okay, he's definitely not listening. Um, But yeah, it's, yeah. That I think, sarcasm, man. I think all in all, so all in all, taking criticism and giving criticism comes in a, a form of balance. Mm-hmm. Whereas too one-sided could be sarcastic. Too one-sided could be too argumentative. Um, and it's it really is something that you have to do on a situational basis. Yeah. But for the most part, if I could give one tip for taking criticism, it's to take a pause. Whether it's super bad criticism and or it's completely not even true criticism, take a pause, let them get that out, let them get that anger out, and let them have that moment with it. Yeah, and then 
then start with it. I'm going to add one more thing. Yeah. For giving and taking, always follow up. Like, if if you are a in a leadership role and you have to give criticism, right, let them work on it. Give them the tools that they need to work on it and yep. tell them, hey, we'll check back in in a month or we'll check back in next week to see to see this or whatever, right? Not in a micromanagement mode, but just check back in, right? Mm -hmm. And especially you as someone that's taking the criticism, you should always say, um, all right, well, you know, we'll give this some time. I'll try to work on it. Uh, is it cool if I check back in in two weeks to kind of uh, to kind of see how it's all going? Right. That takes now something that seemingly is negative to now you're really building that bridge. You're really saying, this is now a positive working it, relationship. If it's trust. gentle. Yeah. If it's gentle. Cause if you're like, yeah, and I'm going to follow, like I'm going to follow up in a month. This better be done. You know, like even sure. that could be skewed. Yeah. All of this, you have to get good at it. I think it's a skill yeah. to be able to give criticism. And I think what we've provided in this podcast is ways to strengthen those skills yeah. and to acknowledge or at least build a radar on when if sarcasm seeps, like seeks, if sarcasm seeps in, at any moment, mm -hmm. all of this is ruined. Yeah. Sarcasm is the killer of constructive criticism. It's true. Even I've noticed that even in our examples that we've given, it's so situational that like any example I've given or you've given, yeah. I can find a hole in it and be like, well, no, this wouldn't really work. It's true because this whole thing, it, you have to be good at it and you have to, it's so situational. You giving me advice mm -hmm. is much different than me giving someone else advice, right? The, the, or, it's your type of relationship. It's what it. the person is like and how big of a deal is the task at hand and has it been a reoccurring thing? Yeah. You know? And there are emotions going into it. It's huge. It's All big. It. But just remember, you can fix you. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> With the right criticism absorbed, yeah. you can become a better person. Yes. No, all in all, criticism should be a gift. But just, I will say, look at who it's coming from and judge based off of that moment. Yeah. Be grateful. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for uh, listening and go criticize the hell out of your friends. <laughs> All right. Shoot see them you in the down, next you know? one. Just shit on them. <laughs> Later. Just watch you